0: Welcome to the Launchmetrics podcast series, Fashion Talks, where we connect with today's industry leaders to share insights and advice on all things fashion. Welcome to the Launch Metrics podcast. Today we have a special guest, Scott Lipinski, the CEO of Fashion Council Germany. Scott, could you please tell us about your background and a little bit about how you came to be the CEO of Fashion Council Germany? Was this a sudden thing or did you have it planned all along?
1: <laughs> Um, well, it wasn't sudden, I can tell you that. Uh, well, my background actually, um, I'm Scottish born. So um, I was born and raised in Scotland, but grew up then in Germany. Went to university in Germany, studied international marketing and finance, and then started my first job actually for an American um, consulting company called Accenture. And traveled the world with um, finance projects, with process projects. So. Uh, optimizing departments of large companies um, such as DHL, um, the German Post, um, and other um, uh, consumer products companies. Um, And then, out of pure coincidence, actually, met uh, a German designer called Wolfgang Joop in the American-speaking or in the British-speaking countries. He's often pronounced um, um, also known for his fragrances and that was my first entry into the fashion industry um, with his brand called Wunderkind. Uh, He was actually quite a good mentor for for me in the first phase, coming from the consulting business and then jumping into a totally different business. And his company was set up quite traditionally with an atelier, with um, seamstresses, with, um, all the production, or the main production, in his own hands. The sampling in his hands. Um, so he was a good mentor, and he, uh, I remember because I was quite young then, um, asking him, "Okay, I don't, I don't know anything about the fashion industry. Um, so what are we going to do?" And he just said, "Don't worry, I'll just teach you. I'll teach you all the steps that this industry has," um, and that's what he did. And After a few years, um, I went on to working for the former creative director of Adidas, who um, founded his own new company called Michalski. His name was Michael Michalski. Stayed there for a couple of years and was in charge of the fashion shows, the licensing business, and felt that I learned enough from Michael and then moved on to another um, brand based in Berlin um, from uh, Lala, Lala Berlin
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and always was interested more into the business part but having an understanding of the creative part so it was always this translation um, position that I that I tried to take on and I knew the Fashion Council because you have to know that Fashion Council Germany is a very young organization. So we were founded now exactly one year and five months ago uh, here in Berlin Mm -hmm. and I knew the founding members and I knew the board of directors, which um, I've known for for 15, 20 years from certain different projects. Um, And out of certain conversations just came the question, Okay, Scott, do you know anyone like yourself that you could recommend for for the Fashion Council because we're looking actually to go into the next step of the Fashion Council, developing the Fashion Council to be um, more open, more um, out there mm-hmm. and closer to, to brands, closer to the industry, closer to, to the politicians because you can just imagine in the first step of the Fashion Council, there was only one person. Um, so the office manager and the board of directors and um my answer was well i don't know anyone (laughs) but why don't you ask me (laughs) because i actually um feel that that could be a really really good challenge for 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 my next step Mm -hmm. because i felt that um everything that i learned over the years and with experience with 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 the brands that i worked for the challenges the um the need that they have for, for certain support, um, the need that they have or that the industry has for um, more recognition. And when it comes to politicians, when it comes to the politics, uh, the fashion industry is always something maybe more in Germany than it is in France or in Italy or in Britain or in, in the US, where it's more recognized as an industry or where we're half we're half half so we're half um, um economics and we're half uh culture. so we're always in between the two departments at least in germany um and that's what's that mainly was the big challenge that i saw and that interested me the most um and sharing my experience out of out of the past how to do things maybe differently um and find solutions for them so I got the question and then I started uh, actually quite, quite fast afterwards and that's been now uh, three years three and a half years in total yeah
0: what would you say are three points that you guys are focusing on at the moment
1: the, the topics that we're focusing on right now are different from the topics we we're focusing on a few months ago even right now but it was always a strategy of the fashion council because after five years uh, or since its foundation we decided to reposition our strategy so there's certain main topics that we have so number one is networking because we actually discuss it quite often with members and with with the industry and what everyone says what the industry really really needs um, is more networking mm-hmm. is more sharing um, the times of of this classic traditional elbow um, uh, working style that's more in the past, and we feel the the demand and the need of the industry to just to share experiences and create opportunities to meet to and as i said to to exchange um, experiences and so that's why networking is a main A main issue that we have and it has to be in most of our projects and initiatives that we start another big topic before i come to the 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 final huge topic is technology when you think about germany you don't really necessarily think about um fashion it doesn't come to your mind when, as, as the first characteristic of a country. So we, when you think about Germany, you think about uh, cars. You think about all the automotive industry. You think about um, chemistry. You think about that's what you think about, maybe even Lufthansa. So that's um, mm-hmm. the, the topics that you have. But the fashion industry, um, also the textile industry, um, is quite interesting in Germany. Um, Technology, when you you think about technology in the fashion sector, it's new fabrics, new production facilities, it's um, the speed that we're in right now. And what I didn't know before I started with the Council, um, that I'm not sure if it's the European figure or if it's even the worldwide figure, but um, 70% of the the patents that are actually registered for... um, New modern fabrics and technology, and, and all that um, is actually comes from Germany. So uh, there is quite a large DNA. If you look at BISF, um, the chemistry and um, the chemical com- um, company, that they're developing um, fibers for the future. So that's quite a large topic that we have and we, we before the crisis actually we had plans to combine the networking with the technology aspect. Mm-hmm. So for example, starting so-called um, lab talks where we have um, heavy technology companies um, discuss and discuss future topics with the fashion industry. Um, and maybe even have think tanks and develop um, new, new working methods, new products, new movements. Um, everything that's new is part of that movement that we, we have planned and we're going to stick to that when times are going to be different again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying we're going to be back to where we were before because I think that's not going to happen. Um, then we're we're definitely going to continue that that path. And then the third um, topic that we have is, and it's quite, belongs to the technology part from our perspective is sustainability. So sustainability is becoming more and more normal. So it's becoming more and more um, a standard in the industry. Um, The question that we feel that has to be answered or that, has to be discussed is it accessible to everyone so Mm -hmm. there's there's large companies or or let's say just the the mid-sized companies even in germany um and i think i speak for not only germany but for many other countries where the access to sustainable solutions and the sustainability is actually a very large bouquet of flowers with different um impressions and different um um, roads that you can even take in that in that in that sector so where do you start and we feel that there's no overall tool sets so that uh, uh a company in bielefeld a company in in parabon or in in stuttgart can actually develop themselves more into the sustainability um path and that's where we see a great great demand, but not always no not also in, in Germany because we're quite close to other fashion councils in Europe, and we mm-hmm. see that this is not just a German topic um, yeah. so that basically are the three three issues. there is a fourth, which is education, but that's more like a cross sector of the three that I just mentioned because they belong to all the others as well
0: around the world. I guess you could say that there are certain stereotypes that are linked to how people perceive Germans do business. Do you feel like that also falls into fashion? And do you feel like there are certain cultural obstacles that maybe the designers that you're working with are also facing?
1: You mean we like to be on time and
0: well. <laughs> we like to be
1: accurate. And um, I hear that a lot. Um, It's sad when I hear that because on the one hand, um, it does make me want to say, yeah, yeah, we like to be on time. That's just what the DNA maybe is and how we're brought up and taught in school. And it's just something that we like. And we like to be accurate. So we like Mm -hmm. to be um, um, very focused. Um, Having said that positive aspect, it makes me sad that the creative aspect um is not in that sentence when you think about germans um but to be honest um the creativity that i see um and not only in, in berlin it's in it's in frankfurt it's in munich it's in stuttgart um is huge um with different sectors and now since the lockdown actually i uh, uh, or we we've been quite close with the other creative industries councils so with architects with musicians with uh, concerts and, and all the different aspects that you have in the creative industries and germany's quite quite rich with its culture um and i feel that we should bring that out a little bit more and show it a little bit more um in, in German, they say we're the, the Land der Dichter und Denker, um, which is the uh, um, poets and and um, thinkers um, traditionally with um, great musicians and everything, and great architects, the Bauhaus movement and everything. So I think that the creative aspect of, of Germany and if you take then Berlin as maybe the hub of creativity uh, from also from the art scene, it's something that we could promote a little bit more. And I, I, I do see it sometimes that um, foreign partners or, or colleagues of mine, they're quite surprised when yeah. when we show them the different face of, of Germany and when, when it comes to creative fashion brands. Um, Diana and Nina, um, GmbH, so there's, there's tons of really, really good potential in, in Germany to do good business. And it's not just um, a small niche that they're actually covering. So they're, they're quite broad.
0: So if you were to maybe point out or talk about a certain German fashion brand or a fashion company that you feel is a great role model for others, could you mention one?
1: I think the question is um, role model for what? So there's there's right now, and sometimes in, in the crisis, you actually really see the, the true face of, of people, of companies. Um, there's there's a couple that that we work quite closely with, if it's OD, for example, who have a very modern sachlichkeit to approaching the 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 crisis. Um, within, in an interview, I just read that recently and they, we had a conversation, we have a format called FCG Voices and they were part of that. And the question is, will the industry change afterwards? So I think that they challenge within the industry a very modern approach to what's going to happen afterwards. Or are we just in this New Year's Eve approach that we want to lose weight, stop drinking and stop smoking. Um, and then after the crisis, everything's going to be better and we're going to change, I think. And that's what, what O'Day actually next to their beautiful designs um, represents right now. Or if you take um, Lala Berlin, the brand that I worked for, who is not making the mask business a true business model for her right now. I mean, I'm going to come to that maybe in a few seconds. But she said, okay, the lockdown actually means maybe that people are suffering more than they suffered before. Take children, take um, families, or maybe the, the weaker... Parts of the families um, where we were talking about, um I don't know what to call it in, in English, the words missing right now, um, the häusliche Gewalt. Um, so, if it comes to children who are not being treated well at home. And so, what she did is she created these masks and she's selling them quite well, but she's donating them all to certain charities because that's where it's needed and they're quite often forgotten. Um, if you take sustainable brands, I like to quite quite a lot it's working title and um, antonia zander who not just have been true sustainable in this crisis and and but they've always been that and they've always tried to educate and same with Julia Leifert, who lives sustainability in a 360 degree angle uh, and perspective and has always been that and tries to teach and not just for her own economic profit, but for the industry. So that's, that's what, I, what I appreciate and really, really like. Um, and I could keep on with the lists because there's huge companies that I think are, are, are good for certain aspects, but having a role model, there's so many topics that you could have a role model for, and there's not just one um, single one out there.
0: With these unprecedented times, Although we're facing so many challenges, you can also say that we've never been better equipped to deal with something like this. We've never been so interconnected without actually having to be present. Do you feel that even outside of the current situation with COVID, that there are some opportunities that the designers can use and that you're able to educate them on so that they can, you know, advance their businesses?
1: I'm struggling a little bit because um, I agree with a couple of my colleagues saying that I really can't see anything positive in this crisis. um, But I was taught differently that um, a crisis is just a dark room and you just have to find the the light switch. So Mm -hmm. um, what I like and what I see quite often is that brands, but even retail who maybe in the past haven't done anything online, Although they do really, really good business, and one would think, okay, why haven't you been online before? It just wasn't part of their their business model. And I've noticed that they are now dedicating their time, actually, because their shops are closed and um, the warehouse is full. So they're developing certain ideas. Okay, what could we do online? Or there's this one um, distribution agency here in Berlin, Melagons, who said, okay, you know, our retailers that we have. They're not linked with huge corporations, Farfetch and Co, Amazon and, and all that. And that's not just the way they want to go. So what did she do? She created a little network um, supporting the brands that she represents digitally with the retailers that she sells through. So she tried to find a solution to provide service and and options for both her her target groups, so the brands that she has and the retailers that she tries to sell the brands to. And that's what I like, that's what I admire. Maybe that would be another brand or a company on the list who I think as a role model is Mm -hmm. not just sitting and waiting and demanding, but actually getting up, Mm -hmm. reaching out and doing something. So I think that's, that's definitely something. And the digital aspect of it, yeah, we were quite, Good, equipped with the digital aspect but then the question again were we were we really um the trade fairs are now gone at least here in germany for the next couple of months so is there a real solution out there that is already in action yes there are very good um options uh Azure from um from new york is a good option but is the fashion industry already at that point that everyone's using it and they're using it as a second option to trade fairs because what i think is quite important trade fairs all the technology aspect will never eliminate the need to exchange in person mm-hmm. you want to see the person across over. You. you want you in fashion you want to touch the fashion you want to see the quality um yeah you can travel within the digital world and you can have a look at collections but it's still something different standing in front of a collection looking at a collection sorting out the collection that you want for your own purpose and speaking with the people behind the brand i think that's something that no digital solution can can replace and you see it with all the conferences my entire team were using Um, Zoom and we're using um, Google Hangouts and all the services that you can think of, but still they want to see the person again in in, in real. We can use avatars, but we're not an avatar. So we still want to have that personal contact. And I think that's, that's something that we should all not forget and keep it in balance. I think that's also something quite important also for the future. The digital world can can be a nice extension. And I think in certain certain areas, it can be more than in other areas. For example, taking your services, um, for example, is something that I think is service or a product area that everyone should use. I'm not doing advertising right now. <laughs> I'm just saying that- um, You're allowed it is, to. <laughs> <laughs> it is something actually that is it still modern to print your invitations, send them out, and just thinking about your footprint, or is it more modern, is it, is it just better to, to, to use that digital service? But then taking other aspects, other industry areas, like I said, with the trade fairs and the digital solutions, will a digital solution eliminate the trade fairs? I definitely don't think so. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something where we always just have to think digital is not the solution for everything. Um, And it has to be in a nice balance.
0: So looking forward, what activities does the council have planned that we should all know about?
1: Well, we used to have (laughs) quite a lot planned. Um, In the past, um, before the crisis, we were actually setting up a large series of new projects, new venues. um, And now... Within the crisis, we immediately actually shifted everything into um, a different different area. So the, the topics that we have right now are our webinars. So during the crisis, we offer them for free for the industry. Uh, we have actually twice a week webinars. At the beginning, we had them for crisis topics. So actually how to how to handle stress, how to handle panic, how to handle stress and panic within your company and your team. And now we're going more into our traditional seminars that we always offered into sustainable projects and sustainable solutions, technology solutions. Um, so that's what we're focusing on. We're also still focusing on our networking venues. We, um, have fireside chats. That's what we call them where we meet twice a month in small venues and then every second month in, in larger venues all over Germany because the fashion industry in Germany is not like in other countries maybe be centralized in, in the capital or around the capital. So the, that's due to the, the history of Germany. It's situated all over Germany um, and there's no one real region where it's concentrated. And we've switched that to digital solutions. So we just had, two weeks ago, we had our zoom call with all our members and uh it was quite quite interesting to handle all these different companies but we had um, christiana who's our president of the council the editor-in-chief of vogue germany also share just input from other countries and and from other brands because i think these network venues that we have right now the, the the interesting part that we always get afterwards is i don't know if it's positive or negative, but just just to realize that we're in this together. Mm-hmm. It sometimes has something comforting, and sometimes it has something learning from the other. I think that's how do you how did you deal with that certain topic in, in this crisis uh, and and just sharing that knowledge. So that's what we do with our venues, and we're going to have our fireside chat um, in July when the Berlin Fashion Week should have taken place. And we're going to have our traditional fireside chat, but in digital version. Mm-hmm. What we're also working on, actually, uh, we we're working on that uh, in the past is our collaboration with the Prince's Foundation in Great Britain. That's the foundation from Prince Charles when it comes to craftsmanship and they have a teaching facility in southern Scotland and we were about to set up a new conference for the end of the year. It's not been cancelled yet but it's being discussed what we're going to do with that format because we're not going to cancel it but we're maybe going to postpone it but for right now we're still in the assessment and planning phase of that project.
0: We've recently at Launchmetrics released our state of influencer marketing report. I'm not sure if you've had a chance to look at that, but we've surveyed professionals that work with influencers and 94% of those have said that they believe that influencer marketing is effective for driving sales. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that there's an opportunity there with the rise of digital influencer? And do you see that as something that German brands should be doing
1: more of? I think... And i've been discussing this also in the last couple of days and weeks because everyone's as questioning okay how can we how can we do sales and what can be done um and i think that's that definitely is something that we should work on more um especially in germany i think that there's a huge difference between the countries um that when it when it comes to influencer uh, marketing or even the the sales the distribution part of it and i think the, the crisis will show that this is something that we will maybe have to open up more to in the future. But to be honest, that's that's also something that we're always confronted with, is that no one knows what's gonna happen next. Uh, it's also the topic for what is after the crisis. Will there be more consumption? Will there be less consumption? Will people be careful with their spending because they feel that some have lost their job some have um, are working reduced hours and therefore reduced pay and are now keeping their their money together so what will the consumption effect have after the crisis so what's going to happen then and i think that's why everything right now is on on this careful path it's on this cautious path and Everyone's just having this huge question mark, what's going to happen after the crisis? And I think every tool that, that is used, and again, maybe they're the balance topic. For some brands, it's maybe perfect. For other brands, it's just not perfect, but you will have to find that out and you'll have to at least discuss it with yourself, with your team, with your, your colleagues, um, to maybe go into this more digital uh, era of, of the fashion industry.
0: Well, we're going to round this off on a positive note and we're going to do a quick fire round of this or that. So black tie or athleisure? Black tie. Couture or ready to wear? Ready to wear. Online or in store?
1: In store. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Vogue Germany or British Vogue? oh come on (laughs) that was a trick question
1: yeah (laughs) all
0: right well scott it's been a pleasure having you here on our podcast today and we wish you the best of luck at the council and for german designers
1: thank you thank you for having me and same to you
0: we hope you enjoyed this episode of fashion talks for more content like this feel free to visit our blog or tune in next time for more industry advice